Why do millions of American Jews call themselves Jewish when they don't practice any Judaism? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 53 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn the importance of names and identity. The fact that they identify as Jews means they still care to be part of our nation. And if they care, so must we. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my harissa today. i like to begin with a story. Americans who make Aliyah will often retain their Anglo identity for years. One of the classic ways to spot an American immigrant is by how he buys his milk. Israelis drink their milk out of a bag. Not literally out of the bag, but you buy the milk bag and then place it in a special pitcher made specifically for milk. If the jug has disappeared, no worries. They'll just improvise with the washing cup. But after a while, even the toughest Yankee will become absorbed into Israeli life. Not so the other way around. An Israeli who moves to America or anywhere else in the world will forever remain an Israeli. Ask any of them about their plans for the future and they'll assure you that they're just visiting and plan to return to Israel very soon. My father-in-law, bless him, left Israel as a child. He's well into his 80s, Bliyayin Hara, and still claims he's Israeli and only a tourist in New York. I know what you're thinking. Yes, he does keep two days of Yom Tif. Today's stuff discusses one who vowed to abstain from eating certain foods. Does that mean that he must also avoid derivatives of those foods? Let's look at the Gemara. One who vows to abstain from dates is permitted to eat date honey. One who vows to abstain from fall grapes is permitted to eat fall grape vinegar. Rabbi Huda ben says, Any food that the name of its derivative is called after its name, one who vows to abstain from it is prohibited from consuming the derivative that emerges from it. But the rabbis permit it. Says the Rush, So long as it bears the original name, even though it has dramatically changed in its consistency, like date honey or fall grape vinegar. Let's analyze the Gemara. The fact that an Israeli insists on being known as an Israeli decades after his emigration, is incredibly heartwarming and promising. According to Rabbi Hudabim Sarah, as long as you bear your original name, it doesn't matter how far you've strayed from the source, you maintain your original status. If an Israeli has lived abroad for many years and still insists on his Israeli identity, it means that he feels that his essence hasn't changed. These are pure souls who live by the famous dictum of Rabbi Huda Levi, my heart is in the East. Similarly, there are millions of American Jews who hardly practice anything at all. And yet, whenever a poll of religious life in America is taken, they continue to call themselves Jews. They don't have to. Given the rise of global anti-Semitism, it's illogical. But they choose to do so. Why? Because they still identify as Jews. You wouldn't find such a phenomenon in any other faith group. If someone stops believing and engaging, they stop calling themselves Christian or Muslim. But the average Jew always identifies as Jewish no matter how far he's strayed from his source. Names mean a lot. How we identify ourselves is reflective of how we think of ourselves. So long as people maintain their original names, they still feel a part of where they've come from. And that means that we must do our very best to reach out to engage with them and never give up on their return to Yiddishkeit. Perhaps that's the meaning of our sages' teaching, that we merited redemption from Egypt because we maintained our Hebrew names. Most of our nation was completely assimilated into Egyptian culture, and yet we insisted on calling ourselves Hebrews, even though that was synonymous with slave. We knew who we were, and we weren't ever going to forsake our Israelite identity. Bear in mind that names are only ever for the purpose of relating to another purpose or creation. Apples don't call themselves apples. They are what they are. We need to call them something to distinguish them from other fruits. 
Likewise, when the animals were created, they were nameless. They knew who they were. But Adam needed a system of identification so that he could relate to each one uniquely, and so he gave them distinctive names. If you lived all by yourself on a desert island, you wouldn't need a name. You need a name so that others can identify you and distinguish you from the next guy. And so if our fellow Jews are calling themselves Jews, it's in order to distinguish themselves as members of our people. That means that they want to be part of our special nation. And as we all know, Jewish peoplehood and national responsibility are founded on the commitment that we made to one another as we stood together at Sinai and confirmed prior to our entry into the Promised Land. Don't ever stop reaching out to your Jewish brothers and sisters. Don't ever cease praying for their physical and spiritual welfare. They maintain their original names, which means that they care, and so should we. May you always be there, even for those who are Jewish in name alone, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.